This is the Zen Nova Scotia podcast with talks by Cohen Franz. If you would like to support and be part of our community, you can start by visiting zennovascotia.com. This week we're up to the third awakening of great beings, the third realization of adults. And the last two I said were difficult to practice having few desires, and knowing how much is enough. This third one, I think it's more difficult to understand than it is to practice. It's a little bit delicate, because as I'm reading it to you, there's a very high likelihood that you will think that I'm telling you just what you want to hear. But I'm not. The third awakening is to enjoy serenity. This is to be away from the crowds and stay alone in a quiet place. Thus it is called to enjoy serenity in seclusion. So already we're imagining me time. And the Buddha, thankfully, is endorsing my me time. So if we stop there, we've failed. The Buddha said, Monks, if you want to have the joy of serene non-doing, you should be away from the crowds and stay alone in a quiet place. A still place is what Indra and other devas revere. By leaving behind your relations as well as others, and by living in a quiet place, you may remove the conditions of suffering. You may remove the conditions of suffering. There's one condition of suffering from a Buddhist standpoint, and it's attachment. So when you leave behind your relations as well as others, and when you live in a quiet place, the idea is that you're you're taking a step away from your attachments, those things that are holding you in one place. That doesn't mean it's always easy to do. Before my son was born, I started reading a lot of parenting books. And parenting books are a lot like uh, when even, the good ones, and there aren't that many, are a lot like Buddhist texts in the sense that if you don't practice Buddhism, a lot of Buddhist writing doesn't make any sense at all. But if you do, then when you read the book, you say, oh, I, I get it, it's talking about this, right? Likewise, for non-parents to read parenting books is a really funny exercise because you can be completely skeptical about all of it. It seems so abstract and so strange. And in one book, I remember it was talking about timeouts, you know, when your kid is uh, being uncontrollable, that you, 
you uh, put your kid in the timeout spot or in a corner or something. And they often say, you know, if it's if three year old gets three minutes, a four year old gets four minutes. There's there's a whole system for this. But this book was saying that it's not just that it's sometimes useful to put a child in timeout. It's that sometimes you need to put a parent in timeout. That sometimes you will find yourself so agitated or at such an escalated emotional state that you actually have to just walk away. And it was talking about very young children. It was saying, you know, sometimes you may find that you need to put a baby in a crib and just walk away for five minutes, even while the child is crying, until you can get yourself together. And reading this... uh, before my son was born, it, I assumed, as, as with so many things, that the audience was not me. You know, I'm a Zen monk. I'm not going to need to put my child in a crib and walk away and get myself together. Now, of course, I understand that it can all happen very, very quickly. There's someone screaming at you, and you don't know why. And, and probably after the first couple of minutes, the child also doesn't know why, which is why you can't turn it off. But something is wanted, and you can't offer it. And someone is ringing the doorbell, and something smells like it's burning. Right? And the phone is ringing, and you just remembered that there's a very, 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 very important thing you need to take to work tomorrow, and you really need to write this down right now, or you will forget it. Right? And a person who was calm just two minutes before is now starting to shout and starting to get completely wrapped up in all the things that are happening. It feels as if there's no way out of this moment. Everything must be addressed. There's nothing that you can put down. That's how it feels. It's like boiling. So when we talk about enjoying serenity, we're not talking about going to a spa. Though, it's okay. You can go to a spa if you want to, and you can have that experience of feeling as if you're carrying nothing. I wouldn't discourage that, but it's not an end point. Enjoying serenity is noticing what serenity looks like so that you can notice that serenity is always present. But if the phone is always ringing, and if the doorbell is always ringing, and if someone is always crying, you can start to forget that. You can start to forget that serenity is something that's here. And you can start to imagine that it only exists at a spa. 
by leaving behind your relations as well as others, and by living in a quiet place, you may remove the conditions of suffering. One of the hardest things, I think, in terms of the language of Buddhism, and especially of original Buddhism, is is all this talk about relationships and attachment. I remember as a very young person, as 17 or 18, reading these texts and thinking that I was supposed to somehow emotionally detach from my friends and from my family. That there was this, this kind of detached perspective that would be an authentic Buddhist stance. And I struggled with that because A, I didn't know how to do it, and B, I wasn't sure if that was okay. But Buddhism is also very clear that attachment is behind dukkha. It's behind our fundamental dissatisfaction. It doesn't say what kind of attachment. It says all kinds of attachment. That doesn't mean we shouldn't have relationships. It means we have to explore what it means to have relationships and not be attached not be attached to outcomes, not be attached to our idea of who the other person should be. Not be attached to who the other person used to be. And so sometimes we might step back and try to get a little bit of perspective, just a little bit of distance. Not forever. The goal is never forever. Not in this tradition anyway. There are lots of stories of people going into caves, but they come out. (laughs) If you die in the cave, you failed. says, if you are attached to crowds, you will receive suffering just like a tree that attracts a great many birds and gets killed by them. It's a great image. If you are attached to crowds, crowds here can be you know, wanting to, to stay connected with, with people or be in the center of everything all the time so that your world is noisy. Right? But it can also be the crowdedness of your life. And we are encouraged to be addicted to being busy. Right? It's a sign that we're alive. If your phone is constantly making little ding, ding, ding noises, that means that you're winning because everybody wants to talk to you. And you're important. And when you go to Facebook and the little red circle is in the double digits, right? you, 
That means something exciting is happening around you. It used to be that people would get a cottage or a cabin and they would go away for the weekend and they would be truly secluded. Now you can go to the most remote place in the world and as long as your phone gets reception, you are not in any way enjoying serenity. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're standing in the middle of a parade or if you're deep, 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 deep in the forest with your phone on. There's a crowd. And this teaching is saying, among other things, that you must know who you are when you step out of that crowd. Or else when you step into it, you will be lost. Just like a tree that attracts a great many birds and gets killed by them. Right. It's such a beautiful image. Because it's a beautiful tree. And the birds want to be with the tree. And they suffocate it. If you are bound by worldly matters, again, not if you are involved in the world, but if you are bound by worldly matters, you will drown in troubles. Just like an old elephant who is stuck in a swamp and cannot get out of it. This is called to enjoy serenity in seclusion. I don't mean to be disingenuous as I talk about this because, of course, it's very possible that the Buddha actually meant go live in a quiet place away from everybody else. Go and cultivate your mind. Actually, physically separate yourself from those things to which you are attached and start a new life. That model exists. And I don't mean to discount it. I'm actually grateful that there are people who have traveled that path. But again, in this particular tradition, there's a very strong emphasis on what is sometimes referred to as returning to the marketplace. You can step away. You can know what it feels like to just breathe in quiet. If you don't remember, if you're not sure, this is saying, go check it again. Make a plan today.
for me, there's something very powerful in this this section because because of something I'm only feeling recently in my life. I've always had projects. I've always had these checklists of things that I wanted to do. And they aren't small things. They're big things. And they're things that I feel that, that I should be working on all the time. And my worth is very wrapped up in these projects. You know, that I will accomplish these things eventually. And these things matter. These things have weight. And won't it feel great to finally check one of these things off the list? And so I've never had the problem of wondering what should I be doing right now because I've always had these things that I think I should be doing right now. But only recently, and this may seem funny uh, given what I do and having had a whole monastic life, but it's only recently that I find myself sitting in a chair outside and wanting only to do that and wanting to watch when a bird goes by and not do anything else and not try to write something down about it and not carry a book with me because I should be reading something really, really good right now and not carry a notebook with me because I should be writing something down that's important right now. But just to smell everything and to watch everything and to let an evening go by that way has suddenly started to feel like the dream. And I think it's probably in part because I just haven't done it very much. And I've reached some critical point where I know that I need to. This text says, don't get to that point. Go take a walk. Give yourself a timeout. Find out what the air smells like. And then very delicately step back into the crowd. I'll stop there. For more information about Zen, our practice, and how you can support and take part in our community, please visit zennovascotia.com.